Join the 40 Days of Prayer for My Business free challenge where we are going to pray for 40 days regarding our business. It starts February the 17th and you can register at 40daysofprayerbook.com. That's 40daysofprayerbook.com. We are going to think big, pray hard, and then wait expectantly. Welcome to the Bosspreneur Podcast, Becoming More. I'm your host, Becky A. Davis. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want to make a bigger impact with your product, your service, or your message. So each week, I'll pull the curtain back and go inside and share about money, mindset, and marketing ideas and strategies to help you become more So let's jump in. So today's podcast is a part of our Boss Girl Magic Series. This is where we bring in Black business bosses to be able to share their journey with us, ladies' projects that they're working on, or we definitely always have to talk about the mental toughness that it takes to um, run a business. And I'm super excited today to have as my guest, Miss Doreen Rainey. So I'm going to give you a little background about her. And then we're just going to have Doreen just tell us the rest of it. But um, she's a woman that wears many hats. Brilliant, brilliant um, woman. She's the CEO and the founder of the Radical Success Institute. She started in 2008. She's also a creator. She created her Radical Success Method, which is a seven-step method that teaches um, the foundation for creating internal transformation to create external results. As an executive, she was a senior vice president for Steve Harvey Global. And there she really worked with his personal and professional development platform, teaching thousands of success principles. I remember going to one of those events as well. She's a master coach. She's a speaker and she's a podcaster and so much more. So let me just introduce to some and just get excited for those who already know Doreen. Doreen, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, Becky. I I love talking shop. I know it. I know it. And when we talk shop, we talk shop. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, I'm excited to talk with you because I, um, one of the things when I started doing the Boss Girl Magic part of the series, because normally in the regular podcast is me sharing some tips and ideas and different things in business, but I wanted to do the Boss Girl Magic series because I know some amazing women in business and I wanted to really share who they are and what they do and help some of the women that are that listen to this podcast to understand some of the journey it takes as an entrepreneur. So excited to have you a part of our Boss Girl Magic series. And I want you to just kind of share with people what you do now so they can kind of get an idea of, of you, your journey, your story. So just share any part of that that you want to share um, with the audience. You know, I have been coaching for, um, you know, over 13, 14 years in my own coaching practice. And through that time, my mission has really been to help people define success for themselves and get the guts to go after it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I absolutely believe is that our goals, whether they are, you know, career goals or business goals or just financial or personal goals, 
they cannot be achieved without personal self-work. And so many people are quick to jump to the Mm how-tos. They're so quick to try to come up with a plan or strategy or framework or a blueprint. And if they haven't taken the time to tap into who they are, why they are, what they believe, what they think, um, what their habits are, what their stories are, then they're always going to find themselves in some level of self-sabotage, some level of resistance, even as they make progress on those goals. And so Mm -hmm. as a coach, as a life coach, I help people through my radical method understand who they are and why they are so that they can be more successful quicker at those goals. Um, So that's what I do on the life coaching side. And you know, Doreen, I think you make a very good point. And I didn't realize this myself until being in business uh, and working with other business owners is, you know, why do we think we can just jump right into the business and don't even do the work on ourselves? Right, right. And sometimes we discover, we don't even know that we need it. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. Mm -hmm. I think that we see a goal, we get excited about the goal, and we start going for it. And then when things don't go as planned and we're not as resilient as we thought we would be, mm-hmm. when we are called to do something that is uncomfortable or out of our comfort zone and we don't move, we wonder like, okay, why is that happening? Or if we find ourselves knowing what to do, right? We have the information, but we're not doing it. Then we start to question. And so I think people jump into business or their, you know, whatever their goals are with the expectation that once I get the information, I'm going to do it. And then mm-hmm. what they find is that they get the information and then they don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that part right there is uh, is the part that I have realized that really is the, the game changer um, for people who continue to progress and move forward and people who stay stuck. So when you think about your growth, your personal growth uh, as a business owner, how were you able to get information and, and then use it to move forward? Kind of share your journey of investing in yourself and then doing something with the investment in yourself. Right. So I was just like every other person I just described. When I decided to start my coaching practice, when I decided to, um, you know, have this business where I was going to be doing workshops and conferences and events. And I found myself having the goods, right, as a practitioner, Mm-hmm. but not really having it all together from a marketing and sales point. And when I got information on, okay, this is what you do to market. This is what you do to sell. And I've been in business for a while. So this is before Insta stories and Instagram and Twitter and, mm-hmm. you know, Facebook groups. <laughs> um, and so I was doing live events and I found myself doing these events early on and feeling uncomfortable enrolling, asking for the sale, asking for the money. And so that was my first indication that something's off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Something, um, you know, it's just not right. And so I had to decide to explore what that was um, because I knew what to do, 
but I, I wasn't able to flow with it. It wasn't comfortable for me. And so for, for moments, I would choose not to do it. And for those of you listening, you know, this might resonate with you if you have a list of potential clients you're going to call and you keep putting it off mm-hmm. or you know that you need to send out some emails or an email campaign or start promoting something and you don't do it. Or you know you're supposed to go live, right? Shoot some videos, go live on Facebook, and you keep putting it off. When those things happen, then there's something else at play. And you have Mm. to be willing to invest in figuring out what's at play. Oh, wow. That, that is really good. Well, when you kind of um, started to kind of investigate what was at play for you, not I'm feeling uncomfortable asking for the sale. What did you discover? So I discovered that a couple of things. So number one, many of us start businesses because something is important to us. Mm-hmm. That we have a real, you know, it's your passion, it's your calling, it's your mission. <laughs> yes. right? And we, we become personally attached to it. And so when we put ourselves out there and we get rejected or um, someone says something weird about it or we're feeling or we might be judged, we tend to take it more personal than if it was just a job that we had a paycheck for. And so I had to learn to separate me from the business, me from the ask, me from, you know, I'm doing something to get to an end. And so I had to explore why I felt that way. And as I'm working on why, you know, why do I don't want to be judged? Why, Why do I care what people think? I simultaneously worked on building the business. And so Sometimes mm-hmm. we feel like, okay, let me stop and, and figure this out. Like why, why I'm, you know, care what people think. No, you can figure it out, but you also need to be working your business <laughs> um, and, and making the hard, uncomfortable moves to do it. Like there's one thing to understand why it's happening. And then there's another thing to keep moving forward while you're figuring it out. Yeah. And you know, that, that happened. I mean, I, I was in the exact same place and I I struggled to sell myself when I first started and I couldn't understand why, because I, I've worked in retail for over 25 years. I could sell my numbers. I would make sure that I would sell my numbers would be higher because I would force my um, associates. You got to You got to make sure you can beat me. If you can beat me, you doing something. They'd be like, God, we got it. And so when I got in business, I was like, what the heck am I doing? Why, why am I not um, being, why do I feel uncomfortable selling when I've sold for so long? And as I, what I figured out was what I was uncomfortable with was selling me. I could sell the product. I could sell the, the, the eyeglasses. I could sell the doctors off. But selling Becky felt uncomfortable um, to me. And I had to get the trash out of my head as a woman when we think, you know, you don't want to boast about yourself or you don't want to be arrogant. All of that was at play, which is what was uh, a part of me struggling to um, sell my my services and what I had to offer. And I had to shift my thinking to your point and detach like, no, you're selling something that's going to help them get to where they want to go. And that's how you have to look at it. But for the longest I looked at, 
I was selling myself and that just felt so, um, so uncomfortable um, to me. But being able to figure those things out about yourself in business, because they they come up and um, to be able to stop and kind of figure some of those things out about yourself, I think is, is definitely um, critical. Some of the things that I have, um, because I, I, I know you and, and we've had some conversations, um, one of the things that I so admire about you is um, where, because you've been in business, you have come to a place where um, you make decisions and you're good with that decision and you move on about that decision. And so I remember we were, we were at an event Yes. For a friend. <laughs> and I remember you were getting ready to do a conference and we were talking about um, uh, the conference and I was like, you know, are you excited? And you were like, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking differently. And I was like, really? And you said that, you know, I, I might I might not do it. And I was like, well, you know, you have all of the information out there. You've been promoting it for um, a while. You know, you, you're going to just fight through and see it through. And you was like, I don't have to. And I was like, well, well do tell. <laughs> and so, I, first of all, it was so profound um, to say it because so often we, we, we say, well, I, I have to. And you said, no, I don't have to do that. First of all, kind of share the backdrop and your decision that you made and then how God really revealed that that was him talking in the first place. Yes. Yeah, so... Just to give the back, back, back story of <laughs> that, back in 2015, I want to say I read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And for those of you who have never heard of that book before, it's actually a book about decluttering, um, decluttering your space. And after reading that book, I literally um, decluttered a massive amount of stuff. Um, clothes, shoes, bags, furniture, books, wallpaper, like just everything. <laughs> and one of the concepts of that book was, does it give you joy? And does it have a place that you can experience that joy? So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of transferred that philosophy slowly but surely over to my business. and. Part of the challenge I think we can face, it's a double-edged sword. There's so much information out there. There's so many people sharing how you can do something, what your funnel can look like, how you can make money, the power of live events, the power of a webinar, the power of a quiz. And you begin to think that that is the way, right? And so we start these things and, and we power through, we make it happen. And that had been my MO in my business for a while, but I was enjoying it. It was bringing me joy. Mm-hmm. And so this event I had scheduled to have uh, my women's conference um, last March, March of 2020. And leading up, it wasn't bringing me joy. Mm. Leading up, it wasn't, it was hard. It was, and not the hard of, you know, we working hard in our business. Mm-hmm. It was, it was an exhausting hard. And we had speakers and we had open registration and we were in, um, you know, registering people and we were doing lives and all the stuff that goes with promoting an event. And 
it just really was not exciting for me. It, it was not bringing me joy. And so when we met up on that uh, fateful Sunday on that, at that event, <laughs> I was really struggling with what am I going to do about this? Because the boss up mentality says you got to mm-hmm. make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Being a woman says you're going to sacrifice your own happiness. Right. For what you said you were going for the greater good. Right. And as we were talking and that's literally what the conversation was, you know, Becky, I'm not sure about this. I'm thinking about, do I really want to do it? You know, and you said, well, you've already put it out there. People are already registering. So, you know, you just got to power through and then, you know, adjust for next time. And it was in that moment that I said, no, I don't. I don't Mm -hmm. have to power through nothing. I don't have to do this. I don't, I literally, we don't have to do anything we don't want to do. Yes. And that Monday morning, I canceled the event. I called the speakers. I I notified attendees. We talked about refund policies. I contacted the venue. um, And I immediately felt a thousand percent lighter. And I did not care what people thought about it. That's what I loved about it right there. <laughs> it's like, she's like, no, I remember Monday you was like, okay, it's canceled. And I was like, she did it. She did it without worrying about, oh, what are they going to, because you know, that's the weight that no- normally we carry. And when we're thinking, processing, should I do it? We're thinking about everybody else and not us. Right. Right. And the other thing that I came to realize years ago, and I had to remind myself of this, and I still remind myself of this. Nobody is thinking about me that much. <laughs> Nobody really cares. You know, I think we think, yeah. you know, my, I, I now say, what are people on Facebook going to say? What are people in my mastermind going to say? Let me tell you, the people in your Facebook group, the people in your mastermind, they worry about their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it might be a blip on the radar. They might see it and maybe leave a comment or, oh, I wonder what's going on. But you know what? They got their own stuff and they mm-hmm. will move on quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I think that the lesson in that is you got to get clear about who you want to be, how you want to run your business, what you want your output to be, what you want your reward to be. And it can take some tweaking and adjusting. And maybe you make a decision today that actually doesn't come into fruition until six months from now or a year from now. Maybe you got to make some incremental adjustments. But the truth is your business should bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You work hard. I mean, I'm not saying a joyful business is an easy business. Right. But I'm saying that your business, if you are weighed down, stressed out, worried, anxiety filled, there is something wrong in your business. And you need to figure out what that thing is so that you can make the adjustment and begin to, in the midst of working hard, in the midst of those stressful moments and in the midst of the late nights, that there is joy in that. Mm-hmm. And the, the event that we were at was in February. Your event was the end of March and you made the decision to cancel and then COVID hits. Yes. Yes. Um, which, you know, it, it's interesting how people think and I'll tell you why. Because there were some people who were other business owners, other people in our space that were like, oh man, 
if you just waited a couple more weeks, you could have blamed it on COVID. And I said, well, first of all, I don't got to blame nothing. What what am I blaming? (laughs) And what it told me was they might not have said anything, but they were still trying to figure out what was going on. Like it wasn't a good thing. Right. Right. It wasn't a good thing. And to me, I was relieved because, you know, plane tickets needed to be purchased for speakers and travel accommodations needed to be made. And, you know, venue things needed to be done. And then all of the, you know, tote bags and printed pro, like all of that stuff, by the time we figured out we would have had to really have canceled it, would have been paid for. Now, could we have gotten some of our money back? I'm sure, you know. But the bigger issue is I listened to my gut and I mm-hmm. made the call and I'm so glad I did. Yeah. So glad. I did. And it was so helpful to me because I looked at it. It was freeing for me. It was freeing for me to say, um, OK, it is OK if 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 you're pushing things, cause I have, I have, you know, pushed things to get to the end result because uh, this is what I said I was going to do. So I'm going to push to the end. And even though it didn't feel right, you know, personally or in my spirit, it was just like, but you said it. So Becky, so it was really a, uh, a release for me. It was a learning moment for me to say, you know what? She's right. You know, you don't have to always um, do certain things if it's not feeling right. And it doesn't matter if other people don't get it. As long as my team understands, they know they know where we're, why we're turning and what we're turning, then that's it. And and keep moving. So it was freeing um, for me to to just have you make that stance helped me. Yeah. And I hope that this conversation is helping someone listening right now Mm -hmm. that you have the ability to release. Yes. And you don't have to explain your actions unless it directly impacts someone. And then that is an explanation. It's not a justification. Mm. Now, tweet that, y'all. Tweet that. I love it. I love it. And, you know, just that in your in your growth, um, in your your business. So now you spend your time really shifting and helping life coaches and helping them to create their signature coaching program and they go through a certification process. And I think you're so super awesome um, at that because it's so natural that just in everyday conversation, you didn't drop the nugget and just regularly talking. And so share with us just kind of how you pour into the life coaches that you help because everybody want to be a coach. Everybody want to be a coach, but everybody does and go through the process to be a coach that's going to impact other people's lives. And I love the work that you're doing to help people to impact people's lives by, you know, walking them through a process and a system to be able to impact people. So kind of walk us through your journey and what you're doing now. Yeah. So I love the profession of coaching. I have um, been a life coach before life coach was life coach. My background is corporate human resources, and I spent a lot of time working in employee relations and um, training and development and having a lot of conversations with employees around performance management and preparation for promotions. And back at that time, one of the things I discovered was that most people 
didn't want to take responsibility for their lives. And I mean that I would have employees come to me and blame the company for their situation. <laughs> they would blame the company. They weren't making enough money. They would blame the company. Um, I'm not getting a promotion. They would blame the company. We don't have enough vacation. And I remember talking to a few employees and sharing with them that, you know, our agreement is to compensate you financially for time served doing your work. And anything beyond that, you're responsible for. And so if you're not happy with this arrangement, you can find another job. If you're not happy with this arrangement, you can have a conversation with your boss and see what can be productive out of that. If you're not happy with this situation, you have the ability to go in a different career direction. And I began to really explore, okay, how can, what is this, what is this that I'm doing? And that's how I discovered coaching. Mm -hmm. And so after stepping out and starting my own coaching practice and then, you know, building a coaching practice, I discovered two things as the coaching industry exploded. The first thing I discovered was that coaches may have a natural gift and talent for serving people this way, but those gifts and talents need to be undergirded with skill. Mm -hmm. And many coaches, not all coaches, because coaches come from so many different backgrounds, but many coaches, life coaches, success coaches, things like that. Um, once you help people set some goals and come up with an accountability plan, that's really the extent of their depth. And life coaching, when you talk about transformation, is so much deeper. And so I began to study and explore and read and, you know, just immerse myself in how do you create real transformation for people? Um, because there's one thing to help someone set some goals and get clarity. There is another thing to help someone transform their thoughts, behaviors, beliefs, and habits. And so that's the work that I wanted to do. And so mm -hmm. when it comes to coaches, I want to help equip coaches with that same skill you know, moving beyond the surface. Um, that's the first thing is the skill, the deep skill of coaching. The second thing I noticed was that most coaches weren't making real money. Mm -hmm. And when I say real money, I'm talking about the entrepreneur that can support their business, grow their business, the entrepreneur that can have a team, have a staff, pay for their life expenses, create a retirement, have a lifestyle, pay for kids, education, you know, like, like the real business of coaching. And, and so that for me, broke, it breaks my heart that people yeah. have this skill and yet for whatever reason, right, they mm -hmm. aren't producing the financial results. And so I started the Radical Coach Institute because we focus on three main pillars of a successful coaching practice, self-work, like you got to do your own work. <laughs> we don't want to be coaches that say, do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. And so if you haven't dealt with your money story, you haven't dealt with your fears. If you haven't dealt with old affirmations that aren't serving you, like you have to deal with that. And so we focus on self-work and then we focus on client results. What is it that you bring to the table to help your clients transform? And then we focus on business strategies. What is your marketing, sales, operations, and financial plan to grow the practice 
and create real revenue, consistent, predictable, commas, revenue. Mm. I love all three of those. And you have a community you do this work with and being able to um, to help people. So is the, the, the three areas that you help people with, is that a part of your certification process? So, yes. So we have our three pillars, our three categories, and we really want coaches to decide where are they, right? Because all um, things that we offer aren't for all coaches. It depends on where you are. Mm-hmm. So if you are just starting your coaching practice or you think you want to be a coach and you're trying to work through skills of coaching and things like that, then our coach society is where a lot of those people communicate, where we share, train, and teach. If you are someone and you're pretty clear about who you want to help, how you want to help people, and you've got an idea of um, the work that you're going to do, um, we help you flesh all of that out in our certification program. And um, that goes over your own protocol, your um industry differentiator, what type of coach you are, how to market, how to sell, how to position yourself in the marketplace. And we kick it off with self-work. And then if you are someone where you're, you're doing pretty good, you got clients and you got some revenue coming in and now you're ready to kick it up a notch, then our mastermind is the area where we work with coaches who are really looking to scale because they've been able to already generate some level um, consistent revenue. Oh, that is awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to, I normally, I pull out a, a word in my jar here and, um, and I do this, it's five words in here and we'll see which one I pull out for you. Um, fear, failure, doubt, adversity, and risk are the five words. And so whichever one I pull out, I want you to share a story when you have been in a situation with one of these words and then how you got to the other side of it. And then we'll wrap up with you being able to share what you're working on, what you're doing, how people can get in touch with you, that type of stuff. Uh, All right, let me pull out, what do I have for you? The word doubt. What did you doubt? And then how did you move yourself beyond that doubt? And what was the result of moving beyond it? Well, you know, you mentioned um, earlier in the intro that I am the former C, uh, senior vice president for Steve Harvey Global. And for five years, I worked inside of that brand with him to build his Act Like a Success platform. And during that time, I had the joy and the privilege of sharing to his audience my radical method, my entrepreneur programs, to master coach inside of his Success Institute, and also to spearhead the conferences um, that we had with him um, in various cities across the country. And in the fifth year, he decided that he wanted to make some changes in the, in the structure of the program. And great changes, great direction. And as we made those changes, the joy started decreasing for me. Mm-hmm. And I made the decision that I was going to transition out of that organization. And as soon as I made the decision, all kinds of doubt set in along with all kinds of peace. (laughs) And so so the struggle began, am I doing the right thing? Should I leave the brand? This is an amazing opportunity. He's been such a, you know, an amazing person to work with. And, um, you know, 
had the opportunity for the exposure, having been on the talk show and the radio show and just all of the, all of the doubt set in. Mm-hmm. And I think we are constantly faced with choices that spear their ugly heads from doubt. Mm-hmm. We know what we need to do, but can we ultimately get where we want to be if we make this choice? And so is it better to stay where it's, it's not bad, mm-hmm. right? It's not like this was the most horrible experience of my life. It was good. It just wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I wanted to move from good to great to mission. So I think when doubt creeps up, number one, I literally wrote down and reminded myself why I was making the decision I was making. Secondly, I talked to people who understood the, you know, who had been there as I was making this decision and they kept reminding me while I, why I was making this decision, even when doubt set in. And thirdly, I am a big proponent of obviously personal growth and mindset and personal growth, you know, a mindset that is focused on things that serve you. Those aren't one and done's. You have to constantly build your personal development mindset. You have to constantly build the muscle of personal growth, intention, purpose, focus. And if you drop the ball, you are subject to slip back into doubt and all of those other words you had in your jar. And so what I also did, because I know that mindset requires a daily workout, Mm -hmm. uh, during that time, The Lion King, uh, movie came out and Beyonce came out with her companion album. And one of the songs on that album was called Bigger. And it says, um, you're part of something way bigger, not a speck in the universe. You're here for something bigger. And so while Steve Harvey was a great platform, a great organization to be with, I knew I was destined for something bigger, not mm. bigger than platform but bigger in my life of what I was created to do um and so that song played day and night for about three weeks and Mm -hmm. I'm not exaggerating I'm not exaggerating that song was on repeat I'd go to sleep with it I'd wake up with it I'd drive with it um it, it was just I had to feed my soul that I had made the right decision. I had to feed my soul that Mm -hmm. if doubt was going to try to creep up, this is what I'm making the decision for. This is what I am working towards. And I think that the biggest mistake that people make is that they make a decision, doubt steps in or fear steps in, and we don't have anything in our arsenal to keep us focused on the direction that we're moving in. Yes. And so I think that when you are ready to do something big, you have to plan and make arrangements for your mindset to be trained on the bigger and not on the doubt and the fear. Yes. I love the fact that you described what you needed to do to feed your mind during the time with all of the the doubt creeps in because it does for all of us. And sometimes we just let it creep in and, and we sit with those thoughts as opposed to putting some 
different information that's going to feed your mind, strengthen you and give you, you know, it's like, okay, I, I need to hear this. I need to hear this because it's, it's bigger because people would look and say, what, um, Steve? Oh, oh my goodness. And to see what you're doing now and the what you're creating and building and moving towards now has just been phenomenal to just kind of watch that that unfold. I definitely wanted to introduce my friend Doreen Rainey because listen, I have um, followed Doreen when I first started eight years ago. You know, I started my Google search of getting ready to get into this this industry, and I was looking for Black women who were doing it. And you are one of those people that I saw and I followed and I continued to follow. And so the the minute we connected, I was like, Lord, you notice you, you know, I've been following this, this woman, this is my girl crush, y'all. I just, I have so much respect uh, for you with what you do and how you do it, the integrity in which you do it, the excellence at which you do it. So I, I know uh, this has touched a lot of people. Please let people know what you're working on now and um, also how they can definitely reach out and connect and follow you. Well, yes, absolutely. If you are a life coach, you know, you're a, a success coach, accountability coach, a wealth, a fitness, um, you know, that type of coach, I would love to connect with you. You can go to RadicalCoachInstitute.com. We've got some great information on there. You can join our community for free and um, just begin to get the tools and resources you need to build your coaching practice. And um, if you are one of those people who know you need self-work, that personal development piece, you can go to DoreenRainey.com and we've got some great tools and resources there for you as well. Thank you so much, Doreen. I so appreciate this. I was so looking forward to this day and for this call. It does my heart well to be able to um, share who you are, what you do, and and just hear you authentically share your ups and downs. Because I think the thing that we have to hear more and more um, from other people who are successful that, hey, I struggled too. And sharing that process for people to know, okay, well... A struggle is a part of the process. So just just keep going. Um, thank you so much for your, your time to be able to share with our community today. Well, thank you for having me. I so appreciate you. Awesome. So you guys just stay tuned for our next Boss Girl Magic Series. Are you in my free Black Women Course Creators Facebook community? If not, you need to be in there. If you are a course creator, a membership owner, or an online educator, and you're looking to scale your business to five-figure months, then I want you to join us. Go to Facebook and just put in the search Black Women Course Creators and join us. Join the conversation. Join the community as we talk about and share tips and ideas to help you create your five-figure months using your digital product. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Bosspreneur, B-O-S-S-P-R-E-N-E-U-R, and you'll learn more about the Bosspreneur Business Circle. I share training, workshops, speaking engagements, plus I'll share with you some videos and information to help you become more. You can go to the BossPreneurBusinessCircle.com. That's B-O-S-S-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. BusinessCircle.com or BeckyADavis.com.